Gas prices are going up. What exactly is going on with that? Well, joining me to dig into it, here's Dan McTagg. Good morning. Hey, it is a good morning. Thanks, Jerry. All right. What's going on? Well, for some time, Jerry, we've had uh, markets, uh, you know, really move move towards the idea that uh, there's uh, going to be some kind of demand destruction out there, that uh, high interest rates, uh, banks moving to raise interest rates, uh, you know, uh, the use of uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in the United States and around the world, all of these things uh, would would see demand uh, and supply adequately uh, addressed. And basically what we're seeing is uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, U.S. demand has surged potentially to all an all-time record. The uh, agency which looks after that the eia the energy information agency basically came out and said hey we made a mistake we underestimated demand by almost a million barrels a day uh it's a lot closer to 21 million barrels a day used every day and the u.s only produces 12.6 million barrels a day so you see there's a shortfall and globally um the economies of the world uh, seem to have uh, weathered so far the storm we also have a supply problem and the supply problem is caused by a number of factors most notably uh, the war, uh, the green war on uh, fossil fuels. And that's, of course, leaving less investment and inclination not to invest in uh, the production of oil and gas. So that that's leaving a shortfall. Bottom line, Jerry, uh, gasoline prices could head up another 8, 10 cents a litre over the next couple of weeks. But it's oil that is particularly concerning. And if I'm to, not to make too fine a point of it, I'm really worried about diesel. Uh, the diesel inventories are about 10 to 15% less than they've been at any time in the past. And we're heading into colder weather in the next couple of months. So that's not good news. Dan McTagg is with me. He's the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. You just used a term I'm not familiar with, and I studied economics, demand <laughs> destruction. <laughs> yes, that's what they thought would happen uh, with interest rates going up and with the uh, uh, inflation and uh, central banks around the world fighting inflation. By the way, inflation here created by the fact that energy prices have gone through the roof, So, uh, and will likely do so again. Uh, demand destruction, uh, basically the bottom line is that uh, energy markets thought, well, if they're going to raise interest rates, people aren't going to have money, they're not going to buy fuel. And uh, of course, that turned out to be completely incorrect. And unfortunately, uh, we're playing catch up right now. And I guess at this time of year, we have to look at something else, Jerry. You're not going to hear it from anyone because not many people call me on this, but there are two refineries the Irving refinery in New Brunswick, 330,000 barrels a day, and the Delta Airlines. Yes, they do own a refinery in Trainer, Pennsylvania. I know you probably drove driven your motorcycle through there a couple of times uh, through Marcus Hook. Uh, that uh, refinery and Irving are going to be shutting down in mid-September to mid-October. That's going to leave a significant shortage. I would expect prices to move up and remain very high, at least until well after Thanksgiving. All right. Well, I always want to remind Canadians, Dan McTagg, that an enormous portion of what they spend at the gas pump is tax. You got it. And uh, how about 16.2 cents a litre for carbon tax? And wait for it, the Canadian dollar. It just lost. We're going to see an increase of a penny uh, at the pumps tomorrow. So a penny or two. It'll go from 168.9 today to 170.9 tomorrow. Most of that is because of the devaluation of the Canadian dollar. And there's a, an extremely important connection between our inability to sell more energy products to the rest of the world, most importantly, the United States. So anybody who thinks that that isn't a factor, it's costing an extra 25 cents a litre between 
between government policies affecting the weak, uh, you know, causing the weakness of the Canadian dollar and the carbon tax, that's 44 cents a litre. So think about it next time you fill up and uh, you complain because, frankly, a lot of people, uh, especially here in Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver, seem to be oblivious to those tax policies and other policies that are driving up the cost of energy. Well, some of them are just oblivious. But um, the, <laughs> uh, you mentioned, Dan McTagg, uh, what you called the green war on fossil fuels. What about that actual war in Ukraine? Is that having an effect on this at all? A little bit, but more on the agricultural side. Uh, the world has been able to get around uh, Russia. Uh, the United States, is, uh, uh, Australia, uh, Oman, Qatar have all been able to provide Europe with uh, additional supplies or alternative supplies of natural gas. As we know, our prime minister said there's no business case. That's why the Americans signed a $150 billion annual deal with Germany. I remember Germany came to Canada last year. Its uh, chairman uh, its, uh, its chairman came to Canada, uh, Olaf Scholz, saying, hey, can you give us some natural gas? You're the fifth largest, sixth largest uh, provable reserves of natural gas in the world. And we said, our prime minister did. There's no business case. Well, there's a huge business case. Europeans would love to have natural gas. They're not going to get it from Canada. They're going to buy it from our friends south of the border of the United States who have an even smaller supply of natural gas. Could we be self-sufficient? In a minute. Yeah, if we uh, if we didn't block pipelines in this country as a policy and uh, said that it was okay for Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela, and others to produce, uh, Canada would be uh, the swing producer, not Saudi Arabia, not Russia. And we certainly wouldn't be held at bay by Russia, which is the eighth largest provable uh, oil reserves in the world from, you know, from a country like Canada, which is the third largest. So yeah, we're doing ourselves in. And unfortunately for Canadians, uh, when you think about it, our services are tight, uh, things seem to be slowing down. Uh, we don't and have an expectation of a, of a greater, more affordable country. All th- these things are being lost because of the attack on an energy product that the world needs more of and is demanding Canada provide more of. But we seem to be too Pollyannish about it and saying, nah, we're going to be the International Boy Scouts and Girl Guides. We're not going to provide you any. All right. So, Dan McTagg, you're the Kreskin of gas price predictions. So, um, just over the, <laughs> over the remainder of the summer, what are we likely to pay? Uh, another 10 cents a liter. So you're looking at 170. Look for it to push to 180, maybe even 185 during that period uh, in September and October as uh, those refineries try to find spare barrels. Jerry, all eyes are going to be on the Energy Information Agency's weekly petroleum report this morning. If crude inventories drop by 15 million barrels, as someone's saying today, watch out. We could be seeing a five cent pop in gas prices uh, as early as uh, Friday. All right. I I always appreciate talking to you, even though you're sometimes kind of a doom and gloom kind of guy, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, The voice of doom, Jerry, the voice of doom. We'll we'll get an echo behind that next time we have you on. Uh, Dan McTagg, thanks very much. I agree with Thanks, Jerry. Uh, All right. So sometimes we laugh just so we don't cry.